Hello and welcome. You've tuned into Active Listening with T4 Tactics. I'm Marco Galbraith, your host, and our podcast is all about personal success and networking. We'll discuss small business tips, health and wellness issues, personal safety tips, financial gain, and a variety of other topics from professionals in the field. And once in a while, we'll throw in our area of expertise, firearm safety and active shooter response for businesses, churches, and schools. So sit back, relax, listen, and learn. Active listening with T4 Tactics. Six days before Christmas 2021, and I hope everybody has an amazing, safe, and wonderful Christmas. Welcome to Active Listing. I'm your host, Marco Galbraith, and this is going to be a quick podcast, but I wanted to give you a heads up on something that a lot of people don't know and don't consider. Quick story. In my police career in the Daytona Beach area, I was uh, the traffic homicide supervisor for about six years, and we worked all kinds of traffic fatality crashes. Well, there, we worked one uh, one night three o'clock in the morning, a, uh, a guy who's lost his license for too many DUIs is riding his bicycle home drunk. He had been up to the local grocery store. He's riding his bicycle home drunk and in his front basket, one of his groceries, it falls out as a gallon of milk, falls out onto the roadway. He reaches down to get it and a girl that was coming home from a club that I'll tell you about in just a second, her front bumper hit his head and literally decapitated him. It was a uh, it was a horrible horrible scene. About an hour earlier at the club, she had had one vodka and cranberry, uh, and that's not a lot. But because it's a fatality by state law, we have to draw the blood on the driver. So we draw the blood, and it comes back a .06. The legal limit for Florida for being intoxicated is a .08. 0.08. So she's below the legal limit. We don't charge her for anything that night. It wasn't her fault. It was his fault. Maybe it could have been avoided. I don't know. But we don't charge her that night because of speedy um, trial process or speedy trial. She's got a certain amount of days to go to trial. If we charge her that night and it comes up on the trial time before we get that blood result back to see if she was intoxicated or not, it could greatly hinder our case against her. So we waited, it came back a, a point oh six. She's not under, um, you know, she's, she's under the legal limit. Everything's okay. But here's, the, here's, the, here's the, the huge surprise. The prosecutor in Daytona Beach picked up the case as a DUI manslaughter, and we were kind of baffled by that. We were it was it was a young aggressive prosecutor, and we were kind of baffled by that on why he would pick this case up. Make a long story short, we go to trial. He was able to convince the jury that even at a .06, had she not been drinking at all, she could have probably avoided that avoided that accident, uh, thus not causing the fatality. The jury bought it, and she did some jail time, and she did uh, her license was suspended for a, a number of years. Her life was ruined, and it wasn't her fault. So think about that. There's two sides of that. You go out and have one beer or maybe two beers at dinner. You have a glass of wine, or you have a drink at dinner, and you're driving home. You're not buzzed at all. Maybe you feel it a little bit, but you're not buzzed at all. But somebody steps out in front of you. A bicycle runs a stop sign, and you hit them. Or somebody pulls out in front of you and it ends up to be a fatality or a serious injury, uh, serious crash with injuries. If, if it's a good police officer, they're going to draw blood on you. If that blood comes back with anything in it, look what can happen to you. Again, I was amazed at, that this happened to her. We got to think about the same thing with our firearms. 
if you're under the influence at all, marijuana is legal now in Virginia, as in many states. That doesn't mean you can smoke pot and carry your gun. That doesn't mean you can smoke pot and go to the gun range. That doesn't mean that you're going to be safe if you smoke pot and end up using your firearm in self-defense. You're going to be in a world of trouble. Same thing with alcohol, prescription pills. We always, always think about what's in your blood before you get behind the wheel and or before you pick up that firearm to carry it or to go practice with it or whatever you do. Be very, very careful because you can be charged uh, with possession of a firearm in a lot of states. Now, not all states, but some states have the ability to charge you with possession of a firearm while under the influence of whatever. So a good investigator, if you're involved in a self-defense shoot or a firearm accident, a good investigator is going to send another investigator to the state attorneys or in Virginia, it's the Commonwealth attorney, and get a court order for your blood if that state allows that. And that means that they can hold you down and the paramedics can draw blood on you. We did it all the time in Florida with court orders, especially with traffic fatalities. So think about this holiday season, this Christmas season. There's a lot of parties going on for Christmas where they may toast a drink or they may have some alcohol. You may go out and have a couple drinks with friends and family. You may Christmas Day have a couple drinks and get in the car and leave. Think about New Year's uh, that's coming up. Think about what you have. Again, it goes back to that girl in Daytona with the .06. She wasn't legally drunk. The legal drunk limit was .08. She got charged. She went to jail and she lost her license because she was on, involved in a fatality. So I don't want to be doom and gloom for Christmas. But I hope this gave you some insight is to always be careful what's in your blood if you're going to get behind the wheel and if you're going to get, you know, if you're going to possess a firearm or carry a firearm. Not only does it impair your normal functions and abilities and your judgment, but if you get into some trouble and they draw your blood or they do a breath test or a nystagmus gaze, which is an eye test, a lot of times police officers are trained, drug recognition experts, DREs, are trained to do a nystagmus. Then they can tell. Pretty much, a lot of these cops are pretty good. They can pretty much tell just by looking at your eyes and doing a simple exercise what you're in, the, what you're under the influence of, and what that level is. So be careful, folks. Think about what you're doing. If you're going to go out for Christmas, if you're going to go out for New Year's, if you're going to carry your firearm, be responsible, drivers. We have a lot of fatalities. Fatalities increase during the uh, Christmas and New Year's season. So uh, please be safe. Think about what you're doing. Think about what's in your system. Get a designated driver or a, or a designated concealed carry person to go with you. But be safe. I hope, this will probably be the last podcast before Christmas. I don't know. Maybe something else will come up. But I hope everybody has a very, very Merry Christmas. And if you would like to comment on this, you can go to my T4 Tactics Facebook page. I'm getting ready to go to do a post that I'm posting this now. Uh, and I'd love to hear your comments on it on, uh, on either of my social media, Instagram, um, Facebook. Uh, what else am I on? Good gracious. Um, LinkedIn, Twitter. But uh, have a safe Christmas, everyone. Reduce injuries and save lives. Take care.